Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast series called I've Never Done This Before. I'm your host, Mary Agarwal, the founder and CEO of Nurture. Nurture is a platform that enhances well-being of working parents, caregivers, and their families. I've Never Done This Before is a podcast focused on sharing stories related to the lonely journey of parenting and caregiving at work and at home. In this episode of Parent Wellbeing, we're talking about food allergies in babies. My guest today is Daniel Zakowski. Z- Daniel is the CEO at Ready Set Food. Ready Set Food is an organic, non-GMO, and all-natural dairy uh, daily dietary supplement that you add to breast milk formula or mix in the food. Daniel, thank you for joining us and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to talk more about how to prevent childhood food allergies and how we can help save a quarter million babies every year in the U.S. from developing these severe food allergies. That's incredible. A quarter million babies. I mean, I, you know, every other person I talk to, all my friends, at least 50% of people will say, yeah, my child is having food allergies. Um, so I wanted you to talk about it and, and talk about your own story. You know, what made you think of this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, food allergies are an enormous epidemic um, and rates are on the rise. You know, not, not only do 10% of Americans right now have a food allergy, uh, but, you know, rates of, uh, of certain allergies like peanut have actually tripled since the 90s. So it's, it's not just the perception that it's everywhere. It really has, you know, become something that, that is everywhere now. And, and that actually is also how I ended up getting into this is that my nephew developed a number of severe food allergies. Um, so my nephew is anaphylactic to peanuts and tree nuts and sesame and egg and dairy. So he's had to use an EpiPen multiple times already, even though he's only three years old. Oh my um, God. Yeah. And I think it was, it was seeing that, you know, what he went through and also knowing that there was, there was new clinical research showing that you could prevent 80% of childhood food allergies. You know, I, I looked at, you know, with my, with my brother-in-law, who's also a physician, and we looked at the clinical research and saw that there was such great evidence that you could prevent most food allergies. And then we looked at my nephew and saw, you know, how difficult it was, uh, not just for him, but for his parents who were helping take care of him and help him help keep him safe. This is just an, an enormous burden. And, it, and it, I think it drove us crazy that the science was so clear about how to prevent most food allergies. Um, but the, the actual process of how to do it was actually quite difficult. Um, so even though there was new American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines recommending this new process, uh, we felt like there was a real need to make it easier so that every baby could have the best chance at not developing food allergies. Wow, that's incredible. So, so you know, how does one even um, get started? You know, do they, do they when you're that's pregnant, then you think about it? Yeah, just talk about that. Yeah. So uh, I can tell you, uh, like, in general, what was done in the three clinical studies that was shown to be effective, and then also, the, like, how that led to the new guidelines. Uh, from the American Academy of Pediatrics. So um, in general, what has been shown to be effective is feeding babies allergenic foods like mm-hmm. peanuts and eggs, like feeding it directly to the baby, not to the mom, not to, uh, you know, not, not you know, putting it on their skin, but actually having them eat it, um, starting at four months of age and feeding it to them frequently, um, you know, multiple times per week, uh, you know, for, for an extended period of time. So just to give you an example, in the first clinical study, they gave four-month-old babies small amounts of peanut powder um, three times a week, and they actually continued that for four years and found that that prevented 81% of peanut allergies. That's um, incredible. That's incredible. 81%. Yes, 81%. Um, and that was so conclusive 
that it led to multiple other trials um, on, on, on egg showing a 79% rate of prevention of egg allergy and a third trial with multiple different food allergens that showed 67% rate of food allergy. So, uh, I mean, 81% is amazing, but also when they replicated the trials, they found you know, similar rates of prevention over and over again. That's incredible. Um, uh, and, and Daniel, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm blessed that uh, none of my kids had allergies, but is it, is it the, the, you know, did, in your research, did you find that moms who were eating um, had eating these kinds of allergens, so you know peanuts and whatnot. I mean, the babies tend to have less um, allergenic episodes, or is it just is it something else? So, yeah, it's a great question, and also I think an area for more research. Yeah. Uh, I think doctors believe that there should be a way to feed it to moms that would be helpful, but in the current clinical research, it is not shown to, uh, to prevent food allergies. That's um, incredible. So, they say don't avoid it. It's definitely not bad. Um, there's no reason not to eat peanuts if you're pregnant or if you're um, breastfeeding or whatever. Um, but it just has not been shown to be beneficial in preventing food allergies. Um, it is an area, though, that we, you know, we do see an opportunity for some more research that will be hopefully uh, leading to just try and find additional opportunities to make food allergy prevention more effective. Um, so that's, that's great. Um, so to talk about what is in your research are you seeing? What are the, the, you know, in the top list of allergies? Is it peanuts? Is it other kinds of nuts? What are you seeing? So 80% uh, of childhood food allergies are to peanut, egg, and milk. Um, and that's not to diminish walnut allergies or uh, Brazil nut allergies. You know, those can be just as severe. They're just not very prevalent. Um, so, uh, you know, three, the, I mentioned there's three clinical trials. One was just done on peanut, one was just done on egg. And those are because those are the two that are just most common and, and milk is the third. Um, and milk and egg are especially bad uh, for children, not just because they're, you know, very prevalent, but because they're, they also hide out in everything. Um, it, you know, it can be difficult to avoid peanut, but it's much more uh, simple to avoid peanut than to avoid milk or egg. You know, my nephew can't go to a, a, a regular kid's birthday party uh, without constant supervision because there's ice cream and cake everywhere. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, peanut, egg, and milk are not only the most prevalent, but milk and egg especially have a very, very big impact on, on quality of life. And, um, I mean, that's why the, the American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines really focus especially on peanut and, and egg, not just in American guidelines, but the British guidelines, the Canadian guidelines. Um, everyone is mostly focused on, uh, you know, introducing early peanut and egg because those are the, some of the most prevalent. And then milk, uh, though, does cause the most anaphylactic reactions in toddlers just because it, it kind of hides in everything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, some of the new parents I came across, they did say the allergies to milk, and, and I, was, um, I hadn't heard of that. So that's really interesting. Um, now, though, Daniel, you know, as um, it, you know, when your child is going through that or when you realize that there is a food allergy, is it your pediatrician that tells you? Is, as a parent, do you realize that there's something wrong? Can, I don't know if you have an early symptom that you can talk about. Sure. So, I mean, we, we, and we have a, a, a great um, ebook that we can post in the show notes or, uh, that, that people can download that uh, talks through like all the different symptoms of an allergic reaction and how to identify it and, and who to talk to and all that. Um, but I mean, the most common symptoms that you'll see when you have an allergic reaction to a food are hives or a rash or, or potentially some vomiting. Um, and one thing to know that I think is just really important is that, you know, parents can sometimes be a little bit afraid of introducing 
uh, egg, milk, or peanut the first time because there is a possibility their baby will have an allergic reaction. But I think the thing that parents really need to know is that when your baby is, is very little, that's actually the safest time you can introduce allergens. Um, and the things you can do to make uh, a potential allergic reaction small are to in introduce it at, at an early age before your baby's immune system has become uh, stronger and, and can have a stronger re immune response. Uh, and then also that you should introduce in a very small amount. So, you know, I think parents are nervous because they're worried about an allergic reaction. But if you follow the guidelines of introducing at a young age, um, preferably before six months, but at, at least before a year, and you also do it in a small amount, you know, the reactions will only be like a light hive or a rash. Uh, in fact, in the entire history of the U.S. and U.K. medical records, there's never been a life-threatening reaction under the age of two. Um, so, you know, it can be not fun. I have three kids under the age of six, and I do not want any of them getting hives or a rash or throwing up. But in terms of, you know, what could actually be really a serious danger to their health, uh, we know that introducing allergens to babies won't do that. Uh, and that just really further supports and emphasizes the importance um, that doing it early can not only prevent food allergies, but it's also just the safest way to do it for the first time to find out if your baby might already have an allergy. Yeah, that's, that's also very insightful because I can imagine, you know, parents being scared. I know I was scared, even though I didn't have any of my kids, uh, you know, showing any symptoms, but I was scared to introduce these uh, allergens as well. So uh, thanks for sharing that. So talk about what is Ready, Set, Food and how does that help? Uh, with allergies. Yes, and so we developed Ready Set Food, as I mentioned, after my nephew developed uh, severe food allergies. And the reason we developed it is because when we were looking at both my nephew's experience, our experience with other young kids, and also the clinical trials, we realized that what the guidelines were telling parents to do, feeding uh, four-month-old babies multiple different food allergens multiple times per week, was just not going to be doable for most parents. Um, you know, my nephew, for example, started eating allergenic foods at seven months of age. It was really the earliest time he was physically able to, and he was already allergic. Um, and it wasn't just my nephew that wasn't able to start at four months of age. If you look at the clinical trials, more than half the people dropped out of the biggest clinical trial. Um, there was 1,300 babies. More than half of them dropped out because it was just too hard to feed their baby the allergens. Uh, and only the people who stayed in the trial got a benefit of food allergy prevention. Um, so you saw that even with the support of a clinical trial where there's doctors helping you, nurses helping you, and also you have parents who are very motivated, so motivated they signed up for a clinical trial, um, you still had really bad compliance just because, I mean, it's not rocket science. It's really hard to feed uh, a four-month-old baby multiple different allergenic foods in the right dose multiple times per week on an ongoing basis. Um, so we created Ready, Set, Food because we realized at four months of age, there's only one thing that babies are really eating uh, reliably, and that's a bottle. So that if you wanted to feed babies allergenic foods in the right dose, it just had to be in a bottle. So in essence, that's exactly what Ready, Set, Food is. It's the exact ingredients and dosing and amount used in the clinical trial, but uh, in a format that will dissolve easily in breast milk or formula. That way you can dissolve it in your baby's bottle once a day so that all it takes to comply with the pediatric guidelines for food allergy prevention uh, is to put a little powder once they in their bottle and, and give it to your baby, and you've then reduced their risk of developing food allergies by 80%. So is, your, is the packaging already prepared? Is it ready? Do you give instructions? I mean, one cannot make a mistake. It's that easy to do. Correct. And for us, it was all about how do we make it as easy as possible for parents. Uh, and there's a couple things that we wanted to do. One is it needed to be a guided system, so we have daily numbered packets where every day you just rip open the daily numbered packet, pour it into your baby's bottle, 
uh, and you know that day that you, uh, you're you on the path towards food allergy prevention. Um, but there's also a number of other things that are really important to make it you know, easy and reliable for parents. Uh, one is that we had to follow the dosing from the clinical trials. So, you know, parents, you know, would have to go through, read the trials, figure out the exact amount, because the, the guidelines are very vague and the trials are quite confusing. So we go through all that work for them of figuring out exactly, you know, how much the peanut should be roasted, how many grams of peanut per day, all, all that stuff into the right, you know, pre-dose uh, unit amount. But also, since this is one of the first foods that you would ever feed your baby, we want to make sure that it's something that is in the format that parents would feel very comfortable feeding their baby. So, you know, no sugar, totally organic, non-GMO. Um, whereas right now, you know, most uh, most pediatricians will um, give maybe their, their uh, patients some advice about maybe mixing peanut butter with breast milk and then trying to scoot it into the baby's mouth, in which case it'll be much, much more difficult to eat. Um, you know, you, it'll be difficult to find the right kind of ingredients that are not sugar-based and have the right kind of, like, clean ingredients. It'll be difficult to get your baby to eat it. Um, and then you're still only doing peanuts. So, you know, I think, look, for us, we're not saying that every single person needs to use ready set food. What we are saying is that every single person needs to feed their baby allergens early and frequently. Uh, and that we just know that for many people that can be difficult. So we want to make sure everyone knows about the importance of feeding their baby allergens early and frequently. Uh, and for the parents that need it, we want to give them a, a product that makes it very, very, very simple to, to make sure that they know they're doing the best thing they can possibly do for their baby. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why people wouldn't use it. I mean, if moms and dads, they know um, that the statistics, the numbers really speak for themselves, you know, it, and you're making it so easy. I remember when my, my son was, you know, uh, barely... Um, a baby. I mean, I, there was no way I could mix all these. It's too complicated. I have four kids. It's just, I don't have the energy or the time to figure out all these things. And I wish at the time ready set food was um, accessible to me. I would have completely used it. And I think many parents would like to do that as well. So thank you for sharing the, all of this information about your product. And also, um, you know, one one big thing, big component of, you know, especially what Nurture focuses on is that well-being piece. You know, it really, I can imagine that this would also give a sense of peace to the parents knowing that, you know, they are working on preventing, um, you know, future issues with their child. Because as the children go, grow older, then you have these birthday parties like you're talking about with your nephew and he can't go to birthday parties. He can't, you know, you, you can't control the environment. You can only control what you have. Exactly. And I think like from, from our perspective, I mean, I, I mentioned that, um, you know, we developed this company after my nephew developed uh, you know, severe food allergies. Uh, and we were talking about the sense of, you know, well-being it gives to people to know they're doing the best thing for their baby. Um, you know, I think we saw that directly when my sister-in-law uh, had another baby uh, about six months ago, uh, and you know she started her baby, you know, on ready set food, um, you know, at, at four months of age. Um, and I think for her, like she, you know, she was, I wasn't there, but I, you know, she was telling me, and my brother-in-law was telling me that there was like she was crying the first time she was giving it to him because she just, you know, was so uh, relieved that she knew she was doing the best thing for for her baby to give her baby the best chance of not developing food allergies because she knew knows personally how bad it can be with her older child um and like the just the feeling of relief was overwhelming for her um and look nothing's guaranteed even in the clinical trials there was only an 80 percent chance that it prevented food allergies but even knowing that she was able to 
you know, just with a simple daily action, give her baby an 80% decreased chance of what um, she's seen her older son go through uh, was just overwhelming for her. Uh, and that's generally like the, the response we had, especially from food allergy families, uh, because they understand how, how, bad it, how bad it can be to have a food allergy. Um, so that, you know, they really uh, want to do anything they can to, to prevent their next baby from getting a food allergy. Um, that does bring up a, a, a one important topic, though, that I, I want to mention, um, which is related. There's a, a common misconception that you know, food allergies are uh, mainly hereditary, so that if it's in your family, you should really worry about it. But if it's not in your family, then you're probably okay. Um, and that's a very big misconception. And it might lead people to think that they're not at risk and then not take food allergy prevention seriously. So it's, it's important to know that, uh, first of all, on average, 10% of Americans will get a food allergy. Uh, but that actually the biggest risk factor for developing food allergies is the eczema. Um, so if your baby has eczema, he or she will have a one in three chance of developing a food allergy compared to like a one in seven chance um, if you have a food allergy in your family. Um, so, and that, you know, that's compared to a one in 10 chance overall. So there is a slightly elevated risk of getting a food allergy if you have it in your family. But the, you know, baby, if your baby has eczema, you must, must take time and, and learn about food allergy prevention. Um, Daniel, uh, and, and you have a lot of this information and the research also shown on your website. Um, so, you know, if you can direct our, our listeners to your website, that would be, I think, very helpful. Absolutely. So we have a lot of great information on readysetfood.com. That's readysetfood.com. Um, and it's not, you know, just written by me and our, our great marketing team. But we have a, a, a medical advisory team of some of the top allergists and pediatricians in the country, uh, including the head of allergy at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and, and many great you know, thought-leading doctors. And, and they're the ones who develop all of our educational content. Um, so we have great educational content about the new American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines, about the clinical trials, about you know, consumers who help their babies not get food allergies, uh, other, you know, other parents and, and, and their stories. But I, I think um, you know, the, the most important thing to do is um, you know, learn more, come to our site, ask your doctor. We encourage people to, you know, to ask their physicians because this is such an important medically sensitive topic. Uh, but it is also important to know that, you know, if you're not seeing your pediatrician soon, that this is the, you know, the current recommendations of the American Academy of Pediatrics say to do this. Um, and that, you know, this is something that's safe for, for all babies. So, um, you know, readysetfood.com is our website. Uh, we also have a great quiz where you can determine your baby's risk of developing a food allergy which is at readystepfood.com forward slash quiz. So if you, have, if you have a baby under the age of one, you can go there, answer six questions, and we'll tell you what your baby's risk is of developing a food allergy and give you some customized content to help you learn more about your baby's specific risk factors. Well, that's really good. Um, thank you for sharing all of this um, information. I think really insightful. And I, I, and I know this, uh, some of the parents who I personally know have been struggling with food allergies in their babies, they would really, really appreciate this. Daniel, uh, one more question I had for you. Uh, and, and Ready, Set, Food, uh, your product, is it uh, for what, what's the age um, that you recommend the babies take this? Is it one year? Is it two years? Great question. So in the clinical studies, they started introducing allergens at four months of age, and that's what the American Academy of Pediatrics also recommends is introducing allergens at four months of age. Um, and then it was found to be most effective in the studies when it was done for at least six months. Um, so that's what we recommend is starting at four months and using it for six months. Um, 
but you know, if, if you get four months in and your baby is eating peanut and egg regularly, um, you can stop as soon as your baby is eating those uh, foods regularly. Because our goal is not to replace food; it's just to be a bridge from when your baby is too young until they're eating those foods. But typically, we see parent, most parents use our product from age four months until age about nine or ten months. Okay, great. Great. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for joining me in and sharing these valuable insights on ready, set food and allergies and baby. I mean, some of these statistics, I, I clearly, I did not know where to go for them. So thank you for sharing. Um, and especially for those parents who've never done this before. Um, thank you to all of you for listening to our podcast. I hope this conversation was in, helpful. And, uh, and also, if you like the conversation, please don't keep it a secret. Please share, especially this episode. I, I really think that um, parents who are struggling with allergies, given the statistics, they would really appreciate. So please do share this um, episode. And if you'd like to share your own stories, please submit it on our website at www.nurture.com. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, 